0: The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport.
1: Welcome to the Perth Football Podcast. We are short-staffed at the moment, but we're doing it. We're doing it the best way we know possible. We've had a bit of an injury crisis. Uh, A couple hamstrings have been tweaked. A uh, couple players are, are, are playing in the red zone and trying their best to, to help us out.
0: Nova was suspended.
1: Nova is still suspended. Uh, Tommy Dolman's got a gambling problem and has to be out of the country <laughs> until he until he gets back. I would say gambling. It's not gambling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, despite despite what the recent report has come up with in terms of gambling and uh, football Australia, which we'll talk about another time. Uh, oh, Tommy's yeah, trying man. to get his shares do, sorted. His, uh, do a special yeah, we probably will do that with our and our Patreon as well. Um, the voice that you hear that sounds a little bit more distant than usual. That's Sean. Sean, how are you? mate? you well?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, I keep jumping all over you. I'm not used to this sort of take it back. So I gotta gotta get in touch with my inner Tommy Dolman, don't I?
1: No, no. We need you to be just jumping all over the place, as <laughs> as you know, as you know. Uh, when you're on the radio, sorry, when you're on the phone, you've just got to like just jump in whenever you can, and then we'll kind of let you in. Uh, but someone who's got no problem jumping in whenever they can. Betam, how are you, Manuel?
2: Yeah, not too bad. How are
1: you? Right. Good to see you. Good to see Sean. Um, we want to start this off with a question. And uh, the question has been inspired. The question is basically the last time that you hustled backwards. And it's uh, inspired by the following post on, on Facebook that has uh, given us lots of laughs. So, uh, Betam, please read the post. <coughs>
2: Disappointed with the level of professionalism in the NPLW at Perth Soccer Club, when both the first team and the under-21s purposefully move their plays to hide the formation every week. I find this extremely childish and unprofessional. What about you, Football West? Look, gotta agree with the man. Why aren't people giving me their tactics like <laughs> before the game? Make my life easier and just tell me your game plan so I can win. Like, just do it. Honestly,
1: how do you feel about about the opposition telling you their formation and tactics uh, and and um, and I don't know, like their their intentions before kickoff, Sean? How do you feel about that? Uh,
0: I look as far as my uh, job goes, and big shout out to Squatty by the way because this weekend was the first weekend I've had where the team list uh tab actually worked and i got full names of players and numbers um but uh, we'll, we'll probably leave it till amateur hour the uh one of the uh hammersley players was playing out of the wrong number but um yeah i can't can't blame squaddy for that one uh but all i want is to be able to see the players so uh so that hiding of the formation is a particularly annoying strategy speaking purely selfishly but uh I, I would just like them to lay out the play so that you can actually just read who's playing. You can put them in a two-two-two-two-two-two formation. I don't care. Mate. But yeah, I, I don't. Th- why, 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 why would you be expected to sh- give the other team your your formation? So. And 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 I kind of
1: second that, right? Because when when Swotie first started. We couldn't figure out who was playing in, in in which game, right? And so especially when the team is at the old one eleven formation or the one ten formation, yep. right but now that the that the team sheet is working, and you can literally go to the next tab and see the entire team and know who's playing. It's it's fine, right? And yeah. again, to, to, to they us- should
0: take off. They should just list it in numerical order. Take away the starting formation tab. I don't even. It it, it shouldn't even be there.
1: Yeah, but, but like if you if you were if you were looking at that starting formation tab and believe it, like I did that time that said Daniel was in goal at <laughs> Coburn, um, then you're a moron. <laughs> but also like like they, they owe you they owe you nothing. Right. And if they put out a four three three formation fifty minutes before kickoff, are you changing your entire tactics? At the same time, like Benham pointed out, when kickoff happens, you can see what the formation is.
2: Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah, exactly. especially yeah. with NPL, it's like, all right, go watch a previous game. You can probably suss out what they're gonna play. I mean, teams probably change formation based on who they're playing, whether they will be more defensive, more attacking. But I'm not going to Fremantle next week and be like, Oh, you just like Tell me your formation, man. Come on. Like. <laughs> and
1: and, and why, why stop at 15 minutes before kickoff? Why not an hour? Why, not, why, why stop at an hour before kickoff? Why
2: not the day before? Like, give us all the information just that send, we can just get. send me your notes now so I can prepare accordingly. Like, it's not that hard.
1: But yeah, but that, that's been the inspiration. Right, so what was that question? That's been the inspiration for, for the last time you hustled backwards, because I think that the person who wrote that was hustling backwards and invoking that we hustled backwards. So Sean, when was the last time you hustled backwards?
0: uh oh the last time um a few years ago i got um i got an offer from this uh company saying they contract they were contracting out like labouring work for construction of the world cup stadiums (laughs) but no not really probably any of the uh kids sports uh businesses jobs i worked at working 60 hour weeks and getting paid for about 30. yeah that that feels like that
2: feels like hustling backwards bedham (laughs) <laughs> uh, trusting squatty would be up there um <laughs> but other than that probably working hospitality it was a uh, not a fun time oh, to yeah <laughs>
0: i've read that trend with you as well
1: yeah so I, I i don't know if you guys know this but i work in consulting um and for a tax firm and a lot of the job is hey can you do this thing and you're like i've got no idea how to do this thing and then you do the thing and they're like that was wrong and you're like okay so now i know what not to do and you just kind of go through this process until you kind of like hit gold and your manager is happy with what you're doing. And that was that was pretty much my first year of consulting. Transitioning to teams that were not hustling backwards, I was down at the Perth SC um, game with Perth Red Star and it was a doozy. Um, Red Star take the lead with a, an incredible Chikori, um, Ikeda curled effort. She she drills this effort from outside the box to take the lead. Um, at the same time, and this just comes after Abby Meekins had this long range shot that gets tipped, um, tipped by the keeper, and it's it, it's almost like literally clawed off the line by Giovanni Battaglia. And um, I'm watching it, I'm watching it um on on the stream as I'm kind of like making my way to the game and just like trying to zoom in to see if it was a goal or not. Um, and then you get and I get to the grounds and see the second half. And it was this wild second half of just back-and-forth football until this terrific mazy run by Emily Dunn. We all love a marauding fullback here at the Perth Football Podcast. Um, She makes this marauding run into the box, gets taken out, and it's an opportunity to go 2-0 up for Perth Red Star. And Kim Carroll steps up, takes a stride back, takes a big breath, and smashes the ball, crashes off the crossbar, stays into play. Ah. But then Shivani Bataglia pulls off like three other quality saves to keep – to keep Red Star in the lead, and as I'm setting up the microphone and everything like that, to be like, okay, cool. Here's here's the here's a the theme of the interview that I'm going to do is dogged performance. You scored early, you didn't quite double the lead, but you had your keeper to you know had your keeper to to to, to thank for that. And I'm thinking of all the questions to ask Giovanni Battaglia, and then boom, Perth score, and you're just like, oh goodness gracious me, and and it, it, it kind of felt like one of those games where. No team
2: is happy with the draw, but both teams could have been like we could have won that game, if you know what I mean. A hundred percent. I mean, what well, the when he got, in, he scored in what, like the ninety second, ninety third minute, and uh, you can see the whole Red Star team claiming for a flag that never. Yeah, it never came. came. Obviously, you couldn't tell if it was offside, but uh, got to trust the linesman. Although the most um, interesting part of that story is that streamer worked for you. I'm actually very jealous.
1: I honestly, I've I've had like recently had a decent time with streamer. It's hard to like rewind backwards uh, if you missed something. You've got to like pull everything all the way back. The dog agrees with that as well. Um, it's, it's yeah, you've got to like intricately use your finger and just like push back and be like, oh, I've gone back thirty-five seconds. But if you go back
2: a little bit more than that, you're, you're done. I can't even go forward. Click on the replay, push it up, spend time buffering. About forty ads come up, and then I'm just I give up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. I'm, I'm I'm strongly <laughs> in the anti-streamer bandwagon. As is uh, Daniel Robinson and and grandfather Robinson, by the way. Yeah, There's he mentioned that A lot that. of trouble tuning in. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it was it, no, was, well. it was it was an, it was an interesting fixture for Perth because um, we've got an insert from Pete, which you'll put on in a sec. But they they were missing 13 first teamers um, through injury, through travel, um, and they've brought up some 21s players. And now the twenty ones are struggling for injuries as well, and so I think he mentioned that they're going to be really, really short-staffed, but um, shorthanded moving moving forward. But that game was that game was such a, an interesting game, especially following the three-one win that they had previously um, in in the cup game, um, and it, it kind of leaves the league in a delicately poised place, right? Because now Perth are six points behind um, Red Star, but Red Star are only four points ahead of ahead of Frio, who are looking. Absolutely commanding. And again, depending on how long the um, the A-leaguers are in the league playing for them, that could be the interesting um, differentiator in the game. But before we continue, we'll just uh, play the snippet from Pete, um, where he talks about the result and um, talks about yeah the struggles that Perth SC are having currently at the moment. football podcast Kalicho Sunwa in a dodgy car park out here at um, at Red Star Arena with Pete Rackage Um, just seen a bit of a smash and grab I mean it it sounds like a smash and grab but I don't necessarily think it's a smash and grab because Shivani Battaglia pulled out four significant saves in the second half one big time save in the first half you did have a penalty go against you with with Kim Carroll hit up across the crossbar but you've come out with a point with a last minute goal how does that all feel considering
3: that you are relatively short staffed and short handed right now yeah it's certainly a relief uh, given the circumstances like you said being so heavily depleted Um, I think we've got yeah like seven of our first team players out so and seven of crucial players who we've you know week on week we're trying to build consistency and and have that team chemistry being able to go into the the next week but then i have to change the lineup again because either someone's uh injured or or missing so it's tough to put up with that week on week and look to for the girls to come out there today unfortunately i do believe they were a a shadow of themselves last weekend uh, against red star on the cup and it's obviously very tough uh, being able to or, or trying to emulate that same pressure that a cup match Um, involves and then and putting in in that same intensity so look as i said yeah today is is more of a relief than anything walking away with a draw and I'll, i'll happily take it I understand that with those eight players missing, you have been bringing up players from the 21s, but they've also got a bit of an injury crisis right now, so it's all hands-on all hands on deck here at Perth SC. It is, yeah. Um, I think both teams today, it was like 12, 12 and 12, um, if, if I'm correct. Yeah, so it, it, it's seriously thin, and it's a, it's a period where we're going to really have to stick together and try and manage our players as best as we can, and if there's anything that we see that's a, a small niggle or anything like that, we're, we're going to have to stay you know, quite hyper vigilant to it and make sure that we don't lose anyone else because over the next three or four weeks, we have to make sure we get through the through those fixtures unscathed as well, just to ensure that when these players do come back, we start adding to our numbers again. You did
1: mention sticking together there and there were two standout performances that I saw. I saw Poppy Hooks just absolutely grow into the game, whether it was playing centre-back or going up front and being a makeshift striker. Um, also Judy Conley just again showing the class that she has to be able to go and play center half I'm sure it takes something away from the midfield but the fact is you still created some chances so what's that say about the character of your side that you're able to come here in this circumstance and get a result
3: yeah it's huge and that's you know you mentioned players like Poppy and and Judy and they are they do have the ability to basically play anywhere and you'll often see me reshuffle things when it's late in the match if we are down and I will put players like Poppy up because she's just a menace and she'll, she'll cause chaos Judy look she started the, the year in midfield and she's gone into centre back, she's gone into nine, she played on the wing last week and the week <laughs> before. And I, I, I pulled her aside at training and I said, Look, I know, I understand it's frustrating for you, but you're that player for me. You know, you can, you can step in and do a role and it means so much for the squad. And for, the, for her to turn around and happily say, Look, I'm, I'm happy to do this for the team, same as Poppy, it, sh- it goes to show the type of players I have on hand. And, you know, c- when it comes to these circumstances, when it's quite dire, um, yeah, it's, it definitely helps
1: it is now still what a six-point gap between yourselves and and Red Star. Um, They did go throughout quite a bit of being perfect as well, but at the same time, Frio uh, coming back in form, they look really, really good. I'm not too sure what the result was from today. Mum FC have been in terrific form as well. How competitive is this league? Is It feels very exciting, and I don't think a six-point lead right now is, is, is enough to
3: call it, especially within the amount of games that we've got left. It's certainly nerving, um, especially from a coach's perspective, and I'm sure that all would agree, where there used to be so many matches where you could almost walk into it not with a guaranteed three points but you were quite comfortable sitting on the sidelines and going look I know that we we should be the better side today and you were almost surprised if you didn't come out with the win now it's like every game you're preparing for a top top of the table clash even though it may not it may not be literal in that in those terms but it feels like that um, it's getting quite stressful on the sidelines I'll admit and it's just you know every single week and it's just going to be one of those seasons where we can hope that results either go our way as long as we've taken care of business in our own half or in our own backyard, I should say, but we just got to keep on top of it. But yeah, it's, it, Look, it's shaping up to be an exciting season. I think it's good for everyone and it's good for the league. It's good for the spectators and for the sport. And all in all, I think everyone should agree with that. It's definitely good for us as
1: well. And look, Pete, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. All the best for the next couple of weeks. And hopefully the players come back. They get eased back in nice and easy. You're not you're not putting overdue stress on them. They don't have old legs and hamstrings like myself, mate, cause if that was the case, I'd be done.
3: Yep. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it. I, pr- right. I appreciate it.
1: Pete, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Sean, you were also at a game. We talked a little bit about it in the full-time whistle, but can you tell us a little bit more of of um, the crazy game of two halves that you saw on uh, on Friday?
0: Um, I think I pretty much said it all on the full-time whistle. There's not that really much to add to it, but basically um, if anyone didn't hear it, it was just a Murdoch team that just set up uh, in what uh, Ben Anderson called, uh, when we spoke to him afterwards, uh, like a mid-block, so they don't sit deep. They actually, I would say it's a very high block. They just sit almost all 10 outfield players between halfway and um, probably about 25 yards out from goal. So there's just no space to pass those balls in, unless you sort of drive at them, take on a player, or there's a loose touch, or, or so. Something, so all it's the space
1: is in a long ball over the top,
0: basically. Yeah. So the so the NTC played a lot of long, lot more long balls than I'm used to seeing them in the first half, and then, uh, but but it was it was this, just this block of players that just didn't move forwards or backwards. They they just sat there for uh, for mum, and then second half it was exactly the same positioning, but then they just started pressing like crazy, and it just. Went from nil nil at halftime to three three at full time. Tanika Lala got a couple of goals and just looks, just like a level above everyone else on the pitch in terms of quality when she's like operating well. Um, just like yeah, just a just a smooth operator. And uh, uh, what's the uh, what's that? Who's our fav favourite little tenacious midfielder? Um, Georgia Cassidy. Georgia Cassidy, of course. Yes, yeah, she she didn't have a. Best game. It was a bit uh, sort of chaotic and erratic, but she's the other one that you sort of see sometimes. She'll do something. It, it might just be a turn or a touch, and you go, "Yeah, she's she's got the ability to play above this level." Uh, and but yeah, it was it was a very entertaining game. A couple of penalties. Uh, one was a bit soft, Brucey. I think I got I gotta <laughs> say, David Bruce um, was the referee. He's not was... known
1: for giving away soft anything, mate.
0: <laughs> no, he um. He makes you earn them, but this one—it was one of those ones where the, the player just sort of jumped into the back of uh, the attacker in the now, down near the byline in the corner of the penalty box, going nowhere. And it's one of those ones where you like the coaches will be furious at referees for, but you really should be more furious at your defender for, you know, even challenging. So I, I do, uh, I do have a bit of sympathy for the for the decision. And the second one I think was a handball and a couple of penalties for mum. And, and yeah, that was it. Betham, it's a lot of
1: chaos. Benham, you you played against that 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 mum team a couple of weeks ago. It was torrential rain, but like, what what did you take from that game? What was it like for your team playing them? And also, like, what were the, the qualities
2: that mum had? Um, well, I'd watched a few mum games, try to kind of suss out what they did, which I think I did. Um, because I mean, we kept, I mean, if anyone doesn't know, we lost three nil, which I mean,
1: but in classic amateur yeah, turf, yeah. we lost
2: three nil, but they were garbage. No, no, they weren't garbage. Um, <laughs> but we, we weren't either. Like, we set up for what we wanted to do. The t- bloody torrential rain didn't help. Um, there was big winds flying the ball everywhere, this and that. But um, I knew that they'd want to. They have a style of, from what I watch, is they play back to the defence, try and split the midfield and play to the midfield and such. And once we got used to that, um, they've resorted to a few long balls because we try to compact the middle. And the goals came from good play from them, a few mistakes from us. They drag us wide cut us through the middle, stuff like that. But those type of things gives us information on how we can improve ourselves so that we can better ourselves against teams in our own league. Because um, we went out there going, we just want to show our quality. Like, we might not win, but if we put up a good fight against an NPL team in our first season playing in State League, we'll be happy. And I think we did. And I mean, thank you to everyone that came and watched in that bloody weather. Um, but people had a lot of positives to say. And I mean, we'll only continue to get better from there.
1: What was the big differences you noticed between like your players and their players. Again, like once you see it up front in person, because you know when you're it's like when you're watching basketball and you're and you're looking at them and you're like, oh that person's short, but that person's actually six foot four. So like what's it like when you've got your players standing side by side with their players and MPL level players in terms of the the, the quality?
2: It's the awareness and like the aggression. Like every ball in the air, um every ball to be won. Again, it was wet so it's kinda of gone everywhere, but the calling further, demanding it, the, the physicality was there. My girls were like, oh shit, like we gotta increase our physicality which we did and it's things of they know what they're going to do ASAP they play that pass they know they're going to make the overlapping run or they're going to do this they're going to do that where our girls are like we know what we need to do sometimes but um against the NPL team they're constantly pressed it's a new obviously it's a new thing for us Um, like half time it was 1-0 to them we held up well we created chances ourselves there was one shot that was I want to say inches away from going top corner for us changes the game Um, but you're going to see like, how well dueled they are. And, I mean, being at the NPL level, like, I expected it as well. They've got yeah. multi- different coaches to help work with different things, stuff like that. But I was like, to the girls afterwards, I'm like, we've, we've lost 3-0, yes, but, I mean, look at the results Mum had against other teams within the NPL. And I checked back through their team list that they had against us, even to the one against NTC, thinking, oh, maybe they dropped a lower team. There was two different what I counted was two changes from the team that played NTC, from the team that played us, two or three. So I was like, I can't be mad at the progress we've made. Yeah. Honestly.
1: No, that's that's fine. Like, Sean, you mentioned it was a pretty chaotic game um, with, with that Murdoch-NTC game. There was also another chaotic game with the Subiaco-Balkata um, game. That was also 3-3.
0: <laughs> Goals everywhere.
1: Goals everywhere. And, like... If you get a chance, go and see Danielle Suckling's like half volley. It was good. It it's it like you describe it as just an angry thunder bastard. Like she oh, she nice. yeah she hit that and it stayed it and it was I reckon it's going to be a goal of the week. But and um and the goal before that where Tiha picks the ball up, it felt it felt like early um it felt early Torres against like Sunderland where he's come short, taking the ball on the half turn, takes a touch out, and then just drills it. Um. Yeah, and yeah, Tia does that into the top top corner, and you're like, wow, that's a great goal. And then Marianne Tobain.
0: And not to say, sorry, not to say that Fernando um, Torres is a, is a patch on Tia Stonehill, by the way. He
1: couldn't lace her boots.
2: Let's not let's not get uh, get that mixed up.
1: Especially now with the size of his muscles, I don't think he can get down low <laughs> to, to
2: lace those boots in at all. But like, if I'm Subi, like Tia, Tia Stonehill, great player, can hit it from range. From what I watched, he was given a bit too much space to you know have that shot buddy. That's what good players do, mate. I mean, yeah, good players find sorry,
0: space. My mind's bro. just uh, not uh, thinking about Thunder Bastards now. Like ever since you said that word and I just thought, you know, that, that probably is the best oh. kind of goal. The, uh, but I, I think, I think the best and, and you know, you two can offer your uh, insight as well, but I think the best goals are the ones It probably is a half volley, like a long half volley where in the slow-mo replay, there's the backspin on the ball and it just rises a little bit at the end, crashes in off the bottom of the crossbar. Hits the
1: ground. Hits the ground and then goes back up. Yeah.
0: Up into the roof of the net. Yeah,
1: exactly. And like it, it, it... Go, honestly, go have a look at it. it. It reminded me a little bit of like that angry Wayne Rooney strike against Newcastle. Not 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 necessarily like the same way that he just like <laughs> runs in on the fall and like hits it, but just like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and then this person just comes in and smashes the ball. Um, but like I'm 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 looking at this game, and it's it's interesting to see like that it was three three, because like Subi Subi end up getting an equaliser at the end of it, right? Um, but at the same time, Belcada take the lead, they then go two one down, they then go three two up, and they don't they don't convert. And again, it's it's crazy it's crazy in hindsight that, you know, for my, my recollection or thinking of the of the season was they played well last year, they couldn't quite score goals, they've added a goal scorer, that extra goal should take them up a couple steps. Kim McCartney's also come back and so you know therefore they might get some 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 more defensive um, solidity and make top four. But it just goes to show you how important consistency is in this league because they've beaten NTC and then they beat Perth. Well, they beat Perth, then beat NTC, and then they're here. And it's like, if you are, not necessarily if you're a serious team, but if you want to take that next step up, then then this, these are games that you should be winning, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, momentum's a big thing. If you have the momentum, you're winning and you're happy, it keeps going. But once the momentum's gone, maybe people start doubting themselves and go, we need to change stuff. I mean... Also, credit to SUBI, like the developments there from when they started to now. And um, they've done some recruiting, they've done well. And maybe they're not winning all the games they would like to, but I mean, the developments there, and that's what you like to see from the clubs. Um, I mean, Sadie Lawrence with her first goal from a header, um, which, I mean, if you're about to play, you love to see. Yeah. And then um, Monique Prince Lou's been fine form as well. Um, but because um, I went and watched the SUBI NTC um, Cup game as well, and even then, SUBI's first half, uh, not the best. Yeah. But um once we got into it, they caused NTC some real problems. So like Subi on the day when they're playing well can be a threat, but it's just again getting that consistency.
1: And Greg, Greg will organise a team really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one thing he will do is organise a team. Sean have you seen the curtain score? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: no. I um I I, I know it's either going to be really bad or competitive, so lay it on me.
2: Take a guess or just random guess?
0: Oh, I mean the, the the pattern is they've come in from the twelve and thirteen nils to four ones and and four twos and that sort of thing. Um, oh, I don't know. If you're going to twist my arm and gun to my head, I have to get it right. I'm going to say it ballooned back out and it was twelve nil.
1: You lying, cheating bastard!
0: <laughs> what?
1: Twelve nil. It was twelve nil.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh you're well, I just know you too well. I just know there's there's there's, there's the way you ask me. You are um But like you would not be a very, you would not be very good uh, in an interrogation.
1: No, I've I've been told that I'm a stitch. Um
0: <laughs> I would never say that. Um
1: but, but like the, the interesting or the reason I brought that up was like we see the score is twelve nil and then we see a post that came up um mm. by Neil Bennett basically asking, Look, I've gone on Squatty to see what's going on and there's only ten players registered. Did they have did they have the um, full team. What like what was going on? And of course, the same typical trolls get in there and say, if they had ten teams, then Football West need to kick them out because because Football West need to use their uh, what's that thing that they've got the uh, the discretion to, uh, to, to 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 kick them out and forcibly remove them. But at the same time, the same people who want Football West to use their discretion for this. Hate football West when they use the discretion for other things. So I'm just like, do you want them to have the discretion or not? Again, two things can be true. Um, but it turns out that it was just uh, clerical. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even a squad issue. It was a clerical issue um, <laughs> by someone well, yeah. not putting yeah. all the information in.
0: Um, no, I, I would think that. I, I would think that by now, like I've seen it, it, actually work. And as much grief as we give it, there have been mild improvements. And you know, the like I said, I was at three games over the weekend as I did the the NTC mum game and then I was at the Armadale Coven with you and then the, well, four games, so the amateur um, Div 1. Uh, I was really hanging out for amateur hour this week uh, because of that. Um, got to see the great Alice Novatsis in full flow so yeah, so that was good but yeah, no, but, but my end point was uh, I'm at the point now where if if there was like something weird going on like that, like there are only seven players showing up, I would I would think it would be a team official either not entering it incorrectly or yeah or something like that.
1: Did you um? Did you catch any of the game, Bedum? You got any notes?
2: Oh, let me uh, let me get my notes out. Um, now nah, looking through the game, I mean, the curtain one at least. I mean, I know a few players sort of goal Matilda Boyle first goal, Kayla McCulloch, which is always nice um to get your first goal in NPL. But um, I, I watched through a few of the games. I couldn't catch them personally because I had a busy weekend, but went through and stuff and I mean I like watching mum now because versing them and then watching the games prior I think they're my sorry Greg but they're my new favourite uh, <laughs> your team? no besides be of course don't want to upset anyone um, but it's just the same things like all these draws and Frio like alright we'll push up and now what? mum are now fourth on goal difference um, what is it Frio second Perth like it's a very close, well, top five, top six, like few bad results here and a few good results there. And I mean, top four contention's anyone's game. Yeah, for sure. And
1: I, I think I think what's been what's been superb for them have been obviously the impact of the A Leaguers mm. in, in terms of Green and, and rugby. Um, but I can't say enough about Karis Hawkins as well and, and, the, and the presence that she'd bring to that team. They look like they're in, in top form with the last three wins. Um, they've come up against good sides as well, with the win against Perth, with the win against Mum as well, um, and obviously the, the tight contested affair against Red Star. So they look like they're they're, they're churning in there and. I think it's i think it, we're in such a good place for the league overall with the competition that we've got here I, I think we've been saying it we're saying it a lot more this year than we did last year especially considering of course that red star kind of romped through the league and yeah. and had it, had it wrapped up so early i don't think that's the case here and, and you can even see from red stars wins it was like a 4-1 against Subi, a 3-2 against Fremantle, a 1-0 against mum um, Eternal against NTC like these aren't these aren't the batterings that they were handing out to teams last season where it'd be like okay cool they've got two big competitive games and it's against Fremantle, Ooh, they've won that 3-1 yeah. and it's a competitive game against Perth and they've beat them 1-0 so I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the league and, and trying to get as many games as we can especially when North Perth kick off at 1 o'clock and I can try to make my way up to one of the grounds and catch a second half but it's been it's been great to see
2: Oh, It's, it's much more entertaining than just you know, Red Star winning and they be like, oh, you've already won the league. Now it's everyone else's game. We're well, now teams go, we have a chance to actually, you know, go first. We beat Red Star, beat a bit the other teams. We can go our way. And it makes the games more compelling and more entertaining because everyone has a chance to get that top four. So everyone's like, well, we need to work hard every single game now. Like next week's game, you've got Mum, Perth, Red Star, Curtain, Well, mm, we'll leave that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Fremantle, Valcana. <laughs> An NTC Subiaco. I mean, I know Subi will... Yeah, it will, is. Yeah. so Yeah, it is
0: essentially the... Um, every, every game except the curtain games. You, could, <laughs> you can see, could potentially go either way. I think the the uh, NTC games are also interesting because mm. they can just be... If they're not on their game on any particular day, they can just be beaten by just more mature bodies, basically. Um, so so that makes this weekend particularly, I think... Wouldn't listen for now, the, the NTC, from the Sean. Thing, one Ooh. glaring fixture. Yeah, and then, well, that's just what you get. That's what you always get uh, every year. It's, it's sort of the same thing. they have go on these winning runs where you think, you know, okay, can they go on a, you know, 10-game winning run? Because they look like they can beat anyone at the moment and then through absence through injury or just, you know... Players
1: playing for Australia.
0: and mm. uh, Yeah, exactly. And especially players that, you know, are still developing and they might be trying something new each game, whether it's positionally or you know, technically or whatever. So they're always just going to be up and down. Um, but yeah, the league is quite interesting. I think you're right there. But I, I do think that Red Star, if any team, sort of have the potential to start to, from what I've seen of them, you know, click into gear and, and pull away from the rest of the pack and, and make it a pretty boring finish. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. Not that I have anything against Red Star, of, um, of course. Uh, but yeah, it would make it a lot more I- exciting for the neutral. Yeah, I, I
1: think I think what's what's really makes Red Star stand apart is like they are just so well drilled. They are just like you mentioned at Bedham earlier where you talked about how the players know exactly where they need mm. to be, what the passes need to do. Like I think I think eighteen yard to eighteen yard, they know exactly what to do. They know exactly what their passing patterns are. They're they're in a comfortable position where it's almost like Sean, it's almost like NFL where you
0: all all they're missing is a 30 goal a season scorer
1: yeah (laughs) and but but it's it's, it's literally it's almost like nfl where it's like we have played these patterns so much Mm. so repetitive that i don't have to think i I know where the players are supposed to be they've taken away all the thought process here but then when they get to the 18 yard area then it's like okay now you can go and be creative and, and try to weave your magic um and like when you look at the defense that they've got they've only conceded six goals like they've only conceded six goals in ten games and now Kim Carroll's back. Um, Sarah Carroll, who was out, is now coming back as well and mm-hmm. she can play up front or she can play at the back. Um, yeah, it's it's so delicious. I, I can't I can't wait to see it all. And I think I think for their perspective, it's the only trophy that they can win right now this season as well. Well this one in the top four yeah. top four cups. So they're gonna be really, really gunning for that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens from a Fremantle City perspective once the or if the a players need to stay in or stay out, um, Perth are missing 13 players. <laughs> so, what happens when they come back and they then make a title run? Um, the FC team are so young and 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 not necessarily inexperienced, but they're gaining an experience from from a from a you know a position of being younguns. Um, we're going to have one of the players come and join us hopefully next week and, and tell you about the development that they're doing there. But and then as much as we've gone, what's going on with Belcada They've got a game in hand, and if they win that one, then they're fourth. So, yeah, super tight, super tight, super tight league. Uh, any more for any more from anyone.
0: Uh, just before we move on, uh, just because you mentioned the NFL, did you see the news about the – it's almost like a family marriage, the the bond between you and Tommy uh, is going to be closening?
1: Tommy, oh, um, so so should four, be the 49ers the short, are, have bought 49ers bought leads?
0: buying leads? Oh, yeah, geez. exactly. So, so that's um, yeah, it's a little partnership um, that you might. Yeah, I don't know. There's do you want to tell a lot them? of money in football now with the, with all this sort of oil money pumping in? So maybe some of that can funnel through leads and into your beloved 49ers.
1: Do you want to? Do you want to tell everybody what I call the 49ers?
0: Ah, uh, the suckiest bunch of sucks. Yeah, or there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of names, but that's probably the most yeah. like, PG rated.
1: My my suckiest bunch of sucks. 49ers or my terrible 49ers. Tommy, I'm sorry that you're going to have to come and live and join us. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news, the good news then, for you is is. Unlike Leeds, the 49ers will let you down right at the end. They'll keep you They'll keep you there <laughs> all the way to the fourth quarter, and then they'll let you down. Or they'll In make the it to the Super Bowl, and they'll let you down on the last play. <laughs> or Colin Kaepernick will throw an interception with the last pass. Or they won't run the ball. Or your first uh, choice, uh, uh, second Eddie, choice, Eddie, third anyway, choice QB Eddie will all get um, hurt.
0: Bat'em. Hit mute. Hit mute, Adam. Uh, s- sounding like um, Arsenal, you know. Th- yeah. Why don't you bring up the 49ers? <laughs> the young- the, the, well, yeah, I was just going to say this is not the San Francisco. I'm going to have to pull my uh, host hat on here and say, look, let's let's move on. This is not the <laughs> 49ers podcast because we really importantly, really quickly need to move on to, before we move on to part two, uh, letting everyone uh, know their CFL update, uh, the Canadian Football League, and that is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, my partner's hometown, got a big old W in, uh, in week one. So, yeah, the town will be, the little uh, farming town will be happy.
1: All right, everybody. That's the uh, that's the end of part one. We'll be back with part two, and uh, Josh should be joining us as well. See you all in a bit.
0: And before we dive back into part two, we just want to send a quick thank you out to Balance and Revive Massage Therapy, our latest sponsors here at the Perth Football Podcast. And if you want to get 10% off remedial and sports massages, just go and say hi uh, from the Perth Football Podcast. Use the code PFP23. Uh, that's PFP23. And you get 10% off all remedial and sports massages at Balance and Revive. You can find them in Carambine at One Hobson Gate.
1: And before Josh gets back, we'll uh, squeeze in some amateur hours. So, uh, Sean, you were down at the Belt Up Cup round or Belts Up round? Ver- league round. Or very like that.
0: special, uh, foot- very special Football West presentation. As I uh, as I said on the broadcast, it's, um, it was very much a taste of Sunday League amateur hour. It, like it, it just, it had everything. It had the goalkeeper doing some gardening twenty five yards off his line in the reserves and and getting lobbed by this ball in, with, with this crazy blustering wind where you're just like, how on earth did that man just do that? And then five minutes later, he's stepping on the ball and falling over. Um, yeah, The the only thing that was not Sunday League about it was the refereeing performance from Nova. Just, oh, stop. Just just, just, all, just all class, just all class. <laughs>
1: how many and, players uh, did he tell to get left?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was only in, uh, in Bunbury or wherever he was beforehand. Um, before he drove back up, he did two games, and uh, yeah, apparently in those games he, he delivered his, his famous line of, um, <laughs> you know, people abusing him, complaining that he's a, you know, a SHIT referee, and he um, just and told them they were
1: an S H I T footballer.
0: <laughs> no, it, well, yeah, basically, it's like, well, what what division is this? And they were saying what division they're playing in, and he's like, and you want to you want to complain about my quality when I have to. Stand here and watch you guys play, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they they apparently tell him he can't say that. And he's like, "Well, it's exactly the same thing, isn't it?" So yeah, just, everything just I'm
2: saying about Hamsley will be positive. I got an image to uphold. Okay. Well, <laughs> well,
0: I. but, I'm... but, so they, but, but the, the games, the games were good though. They were, they were, they were, in, they were entertaining, and uh, Chris Brady, of course, uh, mm. saw down there as well, and his Kingsley West side, uh, rolled out. <laughs> Uh, back-to-back wins, uh, slightly different circumstances. I, by the end of the broadcast, I'd forgotten who'd scored all of the goals, so there's no way I'm going to be can, able to remember can you, now. Can but...
1: you tell me about the goal where the keeper went to like parry it and kind of whiffed and it went into the bottom corner and that was how Hammersley lost the lead?
0: Uh, honestly, I... <sighs> you just describing a Sunday League goal, aren't you? And once you've <laughs> yeah, seen enough yeah. of them, they all start to sort of blend together. So I'm genuinely telling you, as much as I watched the games and yeah, did the commentary for both of them, and did not fall asleep even momentarily at all in either of those games, uh, I, I genuinely can't remember that one. But there were uh, there were some smashing goals. Uh, the uh, big fella. The, the best moment though was the big uh, the big fella uh, Joe Golding, I think his name was. Uh, new signing, uh, they've just got over from Birmingham. Uh, big money move, I'm told. Uh, and apparently came off the bench in the cup game and scored and then um, missed like two of the easiest sitters of all time. Uh, and then he's come on, got put through one-on-one at the end. They were already 5-2 up. And all of his bench, I think, were more excited that he rounded the goalkeeper and then didn't score. Um, wow. <laughs> than, Fine. Uh, <laughs> then they were, yeah, upset, you know. The goal difference might make the the difference at the end of the day against Kingsway, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was funny and, and, and yeah, as I'm saying, it was a real taste of uh, taste of Sunday League and well, and th- a good bit of fun. Even if even for me, it was a little bit chilly.
2: Well, <laughs> with the Rezies game, I caught bits and pieces because I was obviously coaching on the other side, and I think I saw the chip goal. Because would I be wrong in saying oh. Hammersley scored first? Because I saw the celebrations from them. Yes.
0: Yes. And, um, and it was yeah. it was it was Manuel Manuel Lima. I better put a better put a name out there because Manuel uh had a very good game. He I think he was um uh I, I think, I'm gonna be pressed to remember all the names, but they had um him and uh another player that he just kept linking up with on the on the left wing. Those two were very good in the sort of opening ten minutes and i I think I'd praised him a couple of times and you know when you've praised the player a few times, and then they turn and, and go for something audacious. Like this was 45 degree angle, 30 yards out. Um, with just like a blowing a gale across the pitch that would like die and then pick up. So, so hard to judge. <laughs> He's just hit it and you're gone. It's just his day. It's, yeah. it's his game. So well done. well done, Manuel Lima. I'll give him a shout out. Yeah.
2: Well, even with him, I was helping an injured player of mine. And so I was like on the sideline next and I saw him, um, lightly get fouled to put it nicely. Uh-huh. Um, Screaming for a free kick, which uh, never came. It was a sight to see. But, yeah, that goal that the keeper got chipped with, I was looking over and I was like, oh, surely he have this. And then turn a second and talk, look back, and balls in the back of the net, keepers so far out, Kingsley celebrating. I'm like, what did I just miss here? Sean, sure, sure. I, w- I want to know,
1: uh, for, for all the listeners who don't get a chance to um, take in all the delights of, of the amateur league, <laughs> what what's the biggest difference that you notice from the Mum FC game? <laughs> because I'll tell you right now, those women are unbelievable footballers and people don't believe me when I say it.
0: Um, honestly, I have to say there were some decent footballers out there uh, for those, particularly the first team. The reserves are questionable, but there were those moments of quality. So I think... I think that's it's the level of uh, professionalism and, and commitment like it's it's a lot of work to push yourself onto that next level and and, and that's not a slight on anyone we've all got busy lives and there's only the very 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 privileged of us that um I shouldn't say us because I'm definitely definitely not one of them um but uh, among us walking the streets that uh you know end up going on to make enough money off of football to yeah, make it worth dedicating so much of your life to. So I am, I am firmly in the yeah, get as get as fit as you got to be. You, you, you. I think Alicia are the perfect example of um, of of someone that if you dedicated yourself and and pushed yourself and that was all you did, uh, you you could have made a little bit of money. But now I'd look back at it and think, like God, all those fucking freezing nights. Why did I do that?
1: Yeah, I'm still thinking about that right now, mate.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: but what, what what a pleasant way to end the amateur hour as I go into a freezing <laughs> night tomorrow night and do some unnecessary running to keep myself in shape that for the amateur was, no, leagues.
0: That was, That's and, a and, dig and, and, and a honestly, half. There, there are times – no, it was, it was not meant as a dig. It was meant as the I just <laughs> – personally, I would look back at those uh, moments, which do give you a lot of other things like the camaraderie and the fitness and – you know, I still I still look at you now, and you're a, you're a fine specimen of a man. So I, I would there's an element of me that would like that commitment, but if you gave me that commitment um, now in like a red pill and gave me the laziness in the blue pill, I'd probably be still taking the blue. Pill. But that's just more of a question of me personally.
2: Well, well, now, how is our North Perth going?
0: Uh, we had a good win. Oh, yeah, get a, get a comment in.
2: Yeah, we had a good win. Um, we
1: we played without two of our, our better players and um, Scott Blackmore and Chili Barrera. Um, we're also missing our starting left back. But honestly, the, the boys that we've got, the belief that we've got right now, um, yeah, it, it went really, really well. We played South Perth, um, who have been flying. They've done really well. They were the cup winners last year and they were in the cup final the year before. Um, and so they've been flying. They were, I think they were third and we were second. Um, and we put in a really good performance. We we got three Three goals in the first half um, and then kind of just changed our tactics up in the second half and kind of frustrated them and i may or may not have had to hit the ground a couple of times because i was uh, hurt sean um and a couple of our oh other players may or may not have goodness. had to hit the ground because they were hurt sean um and you know it, it may have it's happened it may have happened. It, of our game. it may have happened, you know, while they were in the ascendancy and, and trying to come back, just and I just shameful. needed to get get. To... But as you said, Sean, I've, I work really hard to keep in shape, and sometimes, you know, the hammy just goes, just goes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sometimes the oh hammy goes, and, and when no, the hammy no, goes, the physio no, needs they... to come on
0: i take it back. It wasn't originally intended as a dig, but now
1: it's now. It, I'll, I'll now rewind it is, yeah. that. It was, it was a dig. Oh, you no. Are, sure, I mean, sure, sure. sure. Between, between calling me a snitch and, um, <laughs> and this, I've, I've had plenty of digs from you this weekend. Um, but look, we'll, uh, we'll finish off amateur hour now. We've got uh, Josh Chide who's come in and uh, we'll get started with part two. See you all in a sec. And we're back with part two. Josh Chide has joined us in Out of the Cold, where he's been talking about. Uh, professionalism and and discipline. And as someone who is a professional and and very well disciplined, I'm sure that there have been times previously where you have hustled backwards. And this is the question that we had in in, in inspiration from the uh, individual who wrote on the uh, women's page about, you know, why you should put your team sheet out and your formation out, you know, just to give the opposition a tactical advantage before kickoff. But also the fact that he was listening to whatever and that the the formations were and taking it to heart, I suppose. Have you not seen Uh, it? I've seen I've seen the formation Perth put out on the weekend. There was an actual yeah. There was an actual thread about this person <laughs> demonising
0: specifically
4: Perth rather than you know a lot oh, of. Oh, so demonising the team. Oh, and then the uh, the P was a response. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were, okay. They were were pushing Pete. I can only nice.
0: assume that was a half of uh, Pete Rackage. P R. I, uh, I
1: I actually hope that he just.
4: Does E next week, and then like a T the week after, <laughs> like spells his name. <laughs> I thought I thought we were going for Perth, but but it sounds like we're going for Peter instead then. P Perth, uh, yeah, maybe P E N I. Yeah, P. Depends how depends how arrogant we think he is, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll see, we'll see.
0: Penitentiary. I don't
4: think he's got enough weeks. To...
0: Penitentiary a good one. <laughs> um, Sean Sean loves um, penitentiary. You... I don't know if you have nah, heard that. It... I do, yeah, I do love pedantry. Um, but I was well, well yeah. I, did, I don't know if it came through. I was just yeah doing the doing the long word bit. But um, I'm just kind of stalling for time here because the little Wi-Fi thing, just like the Wi-Fi to phones thing, just disappears on my phone and then it comes back. Yep. But fuck, I don't know. Just cut all this out and I'll um. It's it's not there now, and but if it, you can still hear me, there's no worries.
1: We can still hear you. Cool. So, uh, so Josh, yeah, your moment of uh, hustling backwards that you can last remember.
4: Uh, I think the last one I can remember was playing a game back in Calgary, where I was playing on. Um, I was playing centre back, and uh, the the team had just the team we were playing against had just signed uh, Tim Robertson who, if anybody knows, he's played for a, a ton of NPL clubs. He was an absolute yeah, duck out of water in the, in the Kalgoorlie league. He's stuck out like a sore thumb. One of the most incredible players that I've played against. And he was just like running headlong towards goal behind me. Blokes crossed the ball across. And I've slid in and uh, got the ball out for a corner. But it's one like it could have been an own goal. And I've just got a little toe in before him. And the ball's literally gone maybe an inch from, from the post out through a corner, and he actually turned to me. He's just like, mate, mate that was incredible. And I was like,
0: yes. Hang on, do, did Josh not understand, you understand the question?
4: Do you not understand when we mean by hustling backwards? <laughs> hustling backwards? <laughs>
0: what do you mean by oh. hustling backwards?
1: He just hustled backwards in defense. You didn't <laughs> hustle backwards in life. Like you know, this are we guy.
0: We're pulling prowess.
1: <laughs> this, then this guy was just like, hey, show us your formation. That's hustling backwards. If you would, if backwards. you were to do that, you'd be hustling backwards. I didn't think I needed to define what hustling backwards was. But I I've never heard this phrase. I was intrigued before. in the story, but I was I've, wondering it was, like, was. Yeah, going. I was like, does he get an own goal here? Hustling backwards yeah, is a no. I sorry,
4: didn't. It was a, didn't success know, what, um, <laughs> a success <laughs> good, story. I
0: want to tell success stories sometimes. good tackle. Good
1: tackle. Uh, hustling backwards is when you're working really hard to go nowhere. Ah, oh.
0: so you're hustling, but you're going backwards. going backwards. I don't.
4: How is how is this guy hustling backwards?
1: He's come out here, Try the idea of you giving them the formation. Right. You're hustling backwards by telling them the truth before kickoff. I have to explain put, this.
0: Putting, putting the extra work in to, to put yourself at a, di- a disadvantage.
2: disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. So the guy on the page is pretty much berated. Everyone's been like, why don't you start put it's out your formation before thing. the game? Yeah. It, it thinks that everyone should give other teams their formation before the game.
4: I mean, I I... Do you think the the idea of just putting everybody down in a block so you can't read their names is a bit childish? That is, but yeah, that that, is. but that's no longer <laughs> yeah, there now because said. the team sheet is now yeah. there. And right. So now that the yeah. team sheet
1: yeah. is there, you, like that you, that whereas prior to that, we were all saying, guys, look, we know yeah. that you don't want to, but we don't care. Just put the formation out so that we know who was playing. Yeah, so we, we can need. actually
4: see the names. Yeah,
1: whereas now the team sheet is there and this dude's like, hey, get back to the t- formation so that we can all know what your formation is before kickoff.
0: I can't believe we're at three quarter of an hour into this uh, podcast, and we've spent fifteen minutes on <laughs> talking about the formation tab on Squatty, and we haven't <laughs> even congratulated the great nation of Saudi Arabia for their first ever European company.
1: That's a dig, <laughs>
4: or or <laughs> or their purchasing of uh, of a golf. Is, isn't it? Isn't Abu Dhabi? Like isn't it Abu Dhabi? Of- you've got. I think you've got your Arab Emirates wrong. Yeah, Sean, They're not oh, all the same. Sure.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, what it is starting to feel a bit like they're all the same, and there's just the World Cups in Qatar, and uh, you know, Saudi Arabia buying.
4: Well, well so Sean's dropped out again. I, I mean, isn't isn't the big success Saudi Arabia's had recently managed to get every old codger except for the one that they actually wanted out to their soccer league?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they did get
4: they did get um, Real Madrid's greatest ever
1: like winner to join them
0: this is the big problem with it is it's because i don't old. want to give them that's, anything that's i don't want to give them my time or my attention but like i am interested to see if karen benzema just destroys that league um in a in a much different way to the to how Cristiano ronaldo did i, I but just but i don't want to tune in
4: i just like Messi being like i want to go to miami because i like going there on holiday
0: that's like <laughs> such a great summation
4: of all these old blokes going off to like leagues like uh like Qatar and Saudi Arabia in the US and, and to an extent Australia as well. If you look at some of the blokes who've come down to the A-League. Well, I think the difference with 30s. going
0: to going to, uh, to these other the countries um, like, you know, Ronaldo and Benzema is that you go there for two years and then you go and buy your Miami beach house, uh, probably buy the whole beach.
1: Well, you get shares in the league. But um, <laughs> Josh, quickly, can you tell us the last time you actually hustled backwards or are you just going to go <laughs> straight into the MPL?
4: I, I I only hustle for all
1: he only hustles oh, for. Hustle all right, right. Yeah. All right. Um, well, cool. Did Ed, have any of you guys seen any of the goals or any of the action from the games?
0: They uh, I saw the obviously the that Armadale. Um, uh, well, we, yeah, game we were with you guys. I, I was I was you know just uh, checking the the yeah scores as they rolled in uh, alongside you guys and and seeing that same topsy turvy nature, right. Like, it looked like Bayswater were, you know, in trouble and then they're ahead and they're in trouble again and, and just, just crazy scores flowing in. But as I've said to people and, and said to plenty of people at the grounds, like, I was out at the three different games um, this week and – or the three different days. And then, like, I'd love to be able to go on on MPL TV of last year and, and just click through the goals, but you have to go on a streamer and then scroll through and have the buffering stuff that we talked about and get to where the oh. scores changed. and so when the red car pops up so you know where to stop and buffer and load and get another ad and get another request for five bucks and just yeah so it <laughs> but, is but very credit to, to, credit credit to football west
1: to football West. they had all the goals up i think last night so you could have seen all of the goals on there uh but you don't have facebook anymore sean um no, yeah, see, there's, there's a problem <laughs> there's a problem yeah you could have seen all of the goals so we, we, we had a look and, and saw quite a few of the goals we needed to, we didn't mention this in our in our full-time whistle but Coburn were like really, really... Um,
4: oh, thir- 13 first-team players out of the squad that weekend.
1: Yeah, and they were also starting the under-16s goalkeeper as well. So we there's an old adage that you win the league in June and July here. That's mm-hmm. that's when it's wet, cold and windy, but that's also when some players are deciding to go on a full 12-person holiday around Europe. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah, like mid-season weddings mid- and stuff yeah, like
1: that. Yeah, mid- mid-season <laughs> weddings, and you're now dropping points, and all of a sudden you're going oh, crap, we've we've got, we've got missed out round 12, 13, 14, 15, and now we're out of shape because we've had way too many Suvlakis while we've been in Europe. Right? Like-
4: there, was, there was a point in the second half, I think Steve McDonald must have been looking there going, like, I really wish I could put myself out on this pitch because uh, I'm sure he would have loved to just be kicking lumps out of Chris Jackson and trying to uh, punt the ball up the other end of the field.
0: Yeah. I think that was the, that was what summed up that game more than anything was was his the, sh- the sight of him exasperated after they like really scrappily dealt with just a long straight ball just with his arms in the air gone. It's a long straight ball. Yeah.
1: And and that's like I spoke we spoke to a couple of players and like the ones that we spoke one of the ones that we spoke to at the end of the game just looked exasperated and another one that I spoke to later on was just like it's really difficult when you just don't have the horses. And like you can't get mad at the people who have turned up to help you out to to make sure that you've got enough players to play the game. And of course, of course, um, Coburn reached out to Armada and said, like, "Hey, can we um, postpone this game? We're missing a bunch of players." But Armada were like, "No, nah, we don't want to hustle backwards and, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and play this game at another date. We'll play it right now." That for the comedy experts is a callback. Um,
1: but the, 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 speaking of comedy experts and, and callbacks, Sorrento 5, uh, Bayswater City 2. Have you seen any of the goals from that one? Uh, Gustavo the Great scored a hat-trick again.
0: Ooh. Oh, he must have heard us talking about it.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and at his age, one was a penalty. Um, but the, the quality, I, I've said this before and I'm saying it again, like Hugo Snowden and Zachariah Debs have given this team a new lease of life in terms of the pace to compete and to just bother teams and to leave the game stretched. And you could see that Bayswater didn't necessarily have anything to to kind of match that um, for the first goal that that Sorrento scored. And when you make that pitch so long and so wide, you're going to give the likes of Gustavo a bit more space. You're going to give the likes of Dean Cummins more space as well. Joe Tweets ends up having a bit more space. And it's proving proving lethal. uh, I'm a little bit concerned for Bayswater City as well because it's five last week – sorry, it's five – this week it's six the week before um yeah what what the week before that for the week before that like what's what's happened to this misley misley defense that weren't conceding a whole lot for like five or six weeks
0: this Bayswater team I was ready to put in the relegation zone after four games and then they look like they can challenge for the league and now we're saying like what's going on
1: yeah now like, uh, I would like I think I think you're right there I'd It'd be interesting to know exactly what's happened. Uh, potentially, maybe they just lost Cam Edwards and he's not been playing. And, and maybe Hesketh has come back and there's not that much protection. Or maybe Southgate is hurt. Like we've we've got we've got no idea that that isn't a dig at Hesketh. It's more like a saying that like <laughs>
0: that, that's
4: it's one hundred percent. It's, it's like more.
1: It's more. It's more that saying that Hesketh is back, but there's no Cam Edwards and so there's not a lot more protection there. That's what I was trying I, to. Say. I,
4: I, I and it's crazy because the game that we saw down there I don't know if it was myself and yourself or myself I think it might have been myself and Tommy and they were against Perth Red Star and it was just a really professional performance and just went oh, you know they're, they're set up not to concede against a really good team but that's what they need to do to stay at the top of the ladder and then they've gone against teams below them and just mm. sieved goals like uh, like nothing else
2: because well, when we had one of the Bayswater coaches in a few years ago like it was a whole thing of like former well, the- West Ham defender James Collins <laughs> That's the one, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember we spoke about um, their consistency and how they're dealing with the pressure of being on top and how they're dealing with that. It. it looks like they're doing well, and I mean, they drew one more to Red Star, and now well, scores haven't been uh, that flattering to them. And then you have Perth, who's <laughs> you have Perth, who's got a new coach and gone through a bit of things as well. And I mean, they're beating Bayswater six-one. I was like, what do you think? Do you think it's like a Momentum thing? Do you think? I mean, you said maybe if he plays out, like
1: yeah, I mean, we, we we we'll we'll go have a look and I'll try to get the stats out for the next week's podcast and see what's going on and and try to ask around. But it, it is just like I think I think Sean kind of hinted at it, mm. it, just the up and down nature of it. But yeah, you you can't go and lose four three and then fin- like follow that up by. <laughs> Like follow that up six by one. a 6-1 loss and then follow the 6-1 loss by a 5-2 mm. like loss. Like you've you've got to just go, all right, we'll go straight back to basics. two blocks of four, um, two banks of four. No one's going to beat us over the top and, and just kind of go, look, we'll, we'll grind this out because again, I, I go back to the whole Arsene Wenger thing. Arsene Wenger says a good team, doesn't lose two in a row. And if you go and you get tongued for five, then the first thing you do is, you know what, we're going to shut this down and we'll take a nil-nil draw just to get mm. back on the horse kind of thing. Um...
4: Just, just a question, but, Tim, Are you familiar with this argument that um, Kalichi and Sean have been having about the best player in in NPL history, the Daryl Nichol versus Gustavo argument? Because uh, y- you're weighing up all these goals. Well, no, versus... it's Chris
0: Jackson. With what... <laughs> I
4: think we <laughs> asked Chris Jackson. I don't think he was the guy that started the argument. I don't think it's yeah, no, an I'm
1: argument. I think like I think I think we've we've got right, if he's the, who's the greatest player and what would make them the greatest player. And if you're going like goals and output and the longevity, then yeah, 100. You go, you go, Daryl Nickel. If you're going, all right, well, titles and yeah, th- goals the titles and the impact the and on Darryl, everything though, else, it, it, it probably is the biggest knock on Daryl. But at the same time, like I've like I I was there. I saw Gustavo. I like I I saw four still years of Gustavo. And you got a hat trick on Yeah, and, and you could still see him, as what I was
2: about to say there as well. Like I've seen it. I've seen it.
0: T- well, well, the uh, the uh, the argument is not settled yet.
2: Well, I think it depends on your opinion on what you define because strikers can have different traits. You could you could have a striker that maybe scores a few goals but impacts playing more and sets up a lot more and it has a better game overall. You have a striker that just bangs him in every game. Both contribute differently to the team, so it really depends on how you define you know, how that striker is. Maybe Gustavo is smacking in more goals, maybe someone else is sending out more plays or creating more opportunities. I mean, like, Daryl's definitely one these, smacking these in more goals. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. All right.
0: These arguments always annoy me, and I never – <laughs> so I was so tired. I'm glad that Ronaldo and Messi have gone off to their irrelevant <laughs> leagues because that argument is just so boring well, to me. Some, um, someone and, asked – oh, like, sorry. No, no, that's all right. I, I, I was just going to say, like, when you were describing the difference between players, like – you can find that in any any team. Mm. It's like, who, who was a better player for Liverpool? Was, was it Bobby Firmino or Sadio Mane? You're like, well, I don't know, man. Like, it depends what you want. Like, it depends what you mean by better.
2: Well, someone asked me the other day, who's the better striker, Harry Kane or Haaland? And I was like... Because they made the argument of, if you, well, put, if you that... put Harry Kane in Man City instead of Haaland... Would Harry Kane achieve the same as Harlan? Nah, no, bro. Harlan's doing it. At oh, no, I, I a freak, man. Was, no, I, I agree. No, I agree. But six um,
0: six years old. He's, he's he's already broken like records, and he's got. There's, that that is one. I don't know. I know. I'm not arguing with you here, but that,
2: that's just. <laughs> on oh, no, an, no, like I nonsense. completely like, agree. This, this guy's so so, someone was like pounding on me that no, nah, no, nah, Harry Kane would beat Harlan's record, and I was like, shut the hell up. I was like, you, do, no, you, you I mean, don't know you don't, Bob, think, right? you
0: don't think with Man City's means if they really 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 wanted him. Uh, they could have got him, but probably you know decided they no. didn't want to push it. Harry Kane wants to be a Tottenham legend,
2: along, like, no. no trophies, but he'll get a statue of himself. You know,
1: um, we'll go. We'll go back to the the Perth Red Star game, and um, th- this game showed you the benefits of having Chop down this game, um, because he was an absolute menace in the first half. He set up Higgins. He then scores this beautiful curler where he gets the ball. He did it last week uh, as well where he's got the ball on the left-hand side. Does the old iron-robin chicken wing, but instead of <laughs> cutting in on the left side, he cuts it on the right. And he just knows where that far post is, and he's curled it brilliantly to make it 3-1. But he's had a hand in the first goal, had a hand in um, the second goal to give them the lead. And like you can see him growing from strength to strength. And I think... I think the benefit that he gets is almost the same benefit that Daryl gets, where it's like you can't just take two people to mark Chalk because if you do that, then Daryl's free. If you take two people to mark Daryl, then Chalk's got an extra space and he's just one on one v one, and and all you have to do is beat your player once and you'll score if you're Chalk, and you'll you'll take that
4: every single game of the week. We talk so much about Daryl, but there's been a fair few Chalk dow games this season, like that that cup game against Kingsley where he scored the hat trick in the first half. Um, the guys just. So lightning fast. I mean, I, I know we asked a question to Chad Nielsen, You know, is there anyone as quick as you in the league? And he's saying, "Oh, Chocks, but but then has got the technical <laughs> ability as well. He, he's, he's got, got the incredible he, balance, man. He, he can shoot from I'm outside just, the I'm area. Just he We're
0: all pronouncing his name right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: he did. He did have to just tell us like four times. Yeah. <laughs> but but even honestly, you go back and you watch the. You go back and you watch the six-one win against Olympic Kingsway, and speaking to Red Star staff, speaking to Olymp- Olympic Kings, where they were just like, yeah, we were chasing shadows, but this guy was the guy who was just was phenomenal. And again, Darryl, Darryl scored a, a a hat-trick that game, right? Um, so, yeah, it, it, the, the other thing that happened there was Perth was set up pretty well, um, very miserly, hard to break down. Um, Sam Cooke brought it on home and scored another one. He got himself a penalty.
2: Right believe it
4: bring it on.
1: Um, so yeah, good to see him up there and scoring as well. Any any more f- thoughts from that game, boys?
4: Well, no, nothing can change our love for uh, Sam Cook. Even uh, <laughs> deliberate handballs that earn him the the cheapest yellow card of the season.
1: I mean, he sent us into a like like a, a deep funk for a while, but you know we've we've come back and we're really delighted to have him scoring goals. He's got his soul yeah. back. Oh, no, I was, he's
4: got his
0: soul he's still dead to me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sean Sean will never Sean will never forgive him. Do you do you do you not forgive Maradona either, Sean?
0: Uh I mean it's just because it was England it, make, it, it makes it makes funny. So I I can forgive that.
1: Uh, speaking of uh people who are kind of forgiving or going through a path of redemption, Englewood United Zero Florent Athena one. Off the...
0: oh, they, <laughs> they rise from the ashes again. <laughs>
1: Tommy's buying back. Surely like Tommy's a, buying back. It was an 88th minute again. It was an 88th minute and and oh, they love late like, goals. But but also, also like, we need to give credit here to Noah Shabaki, who's got the assist. He got brought down in the box. Ludovic boy steps up, just supremely calm and composed, drills it past Dunny, Alex Dunn, who guessed the right way for that penalty. But now Shimaki scored last week. He's back in the goals. He's got an assist. He's also got an assist here. If his confidence gets up and and he's pr- helping them provide and, and and get those goals, that's superb for them. And again, like they they've had to they've had to slow things down and make sure that they stop conceding goals as well. And you can see that they round ten nil nil, round eleven one they they won three one, and now it's another one nil win. So they've gone look, we're not scoring as many goals. Let's just get a little bit more
4: um, solid at the back. And yeah, they're they're what I think they're now fifth or sixth. Some some sliding doors moments in that Perth Glory game. I know we didn't really talk about it because we didn't have the um, uh, the pod last week, but uh, they had two goals that basically came from counter attacks where Jason Saudaris made a save at one end, and they've gone straight down the other end. So it, it, that could have been a three-one loss. They could have been on um, I don't know six losses in seven games. Uh, now now they're on a pretty good run. What they're seven points from seven points from their last three. Is that right? Yeah, seven points, ten, last, seven points from the last seven points in the last nine. But like you, you you think about
1: those sliding doors moments and the reason why they go behind against um uh, Coburn is a long ranger from from Friday's <laughs> eco where, where, where again like another one but but on a, on another day Soldaraz yeah, gets a handle on that one, yeah. right? There's there's so many there's so many games there where it's been a tackle, the red card against um against Perth and this league is so tight, and Sean will tell us this all the time. And, like, from a math perspective, the league is so tight that, like, you can't tell that you can't say that one put, one team won't beat the other team. So, when it yeah. does come to those very, very fine margins, it can absolutely be the difference between one point or three points.
4: And it's interesting about, you know, Shamaki coming into form the last couple of weeks because if we remember last season, you know, Florida went on top of the league the whole way through the year. They were really struggling midway through the season. Then Bobby Petkov came back from injury, and it's when they got that striker, that target man, uh, that was dominating the game in, in the attacking half of the field. That's when they turned it around and became, you know, the force to be reckoned with within the competition. So, you know, if Shimaki can step into those those big shoes that have been left by Bobby Petkov and, and step it up through the second half of the season, then maybe we are going to be talking about Floret They they also have- marching back up to to the top four. They they also had like Matiang just become like just unearth and and take that next
1: level. So yeah, maybe yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. person in that team that can take the next level. Um, one of the teams who have taken that next level. By uh, by the way, they're Florida currently eighth, um, after those two wins. But <laughs> but
4: but they are th- three points from third. So, yeah, and, and Tommy's uh Tommy's been back in the market. We've 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 been hearing he's crossed a substantial shareholder notice. He's he's buying that stock back.
0: No, Tommy's Tommy's actually having trouble getting um getting in touch with his uh, broker now. He's over. <laughs> okay, so.
1: Um, the last He's still g- got the
0: shares, so I think he'll, he'll come back and and open his wallet and go, oh, thank thank God I didn't sell.
1: I didn't sell all of them, yeah. Um, last game of note was Balcata, sorry, it was Perth Glory one, in Etna three, and there is a lovely dummy by our favourite Japanese midfielder. Where a cross gets come in, a cross comes into the box, and he's got his marker right next to him. He fakes, lets the ball go through his legs, and the um, onrushing striker scores. And it just looks absolutely like beautiful, like just this really aesthetically pleasing goal. Um, but once again, Belkada winning away from home. Who would have thought?
0: Well, mate, then this was, this was one uh, that we looked at uh, when we when we do our little midweek um wrap up of the the odds that. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to name any names because none of them have um, stumped up the money to sponsor it. Yeah, so when they do, uh, it might be the the Bet365 or Oh, I said I wouldn't name any names. Anyway, uh, don't go on those ones. Um, well, Football Australia will encourage you to go and uh, do that, obviously, as Felici as mentioned, um, <laughs> because they get a bit of a, a, a cut. But the... Odds for Valkata away from home was just I was just like. Do you say
1: football West or football Australia? Because I'm pretty sure it's football so, Australia.
0: <laughs> football <laughs> Australia. Just a just a bit more editing work for you to do. Just leave that one out and uh, say football Australia. I've done enough bleeps um, this week. But but, but Valcata, uh we we just it was like I said they'd gone through a computer. They said like give a bit of an advantage to the home team but there is no home advantage in this league and we've said it before and the numbers back that up and if anything there is one team that has a home ground disadvantage and that's Falka so the fact that they were like these outsiders against the glory I was like no nah, this that is that is not right because they, they they are just a big professional side as we've said before and that's the type of team that this glory I can struggle with
1: yeah they were um they were they were three goals up and then there's another Thunderbastard that happens in this goal. I can't remember his name. He plays fullback for them. I think he's of Japanese heritage as well for Perth Glory. Josh, I'm looking at you, pretending that you're Tommy Dolman for a second. Josh has got nothing for me. We should have, we should have been more prepared. <laughs> we, we
0: miss you, Tommy.
1: <laughs> Tommy, we miss you, mate. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, just, it's just interesting looking at the league and how tight it is because – Have a look at it, boys. Three points. And we haven't even mentioned Sterling Macedonia. Obviously, they didn't have that game. They've got a game in hand, but we've got Perth Red Star on 23 points, Belkata Etna on 20, Sterling Macedonia on 19, Armadale on 18, Bayswater City on 17. Despite Bayswater going and conceding so many goals the last few games, they're not too far from top. Um, Yeah, they're they're one win away from second place. Sorrento have gone, I'm pretty sure they've gone from last in the league to sixth. in, their, in a week. Yeah, yeah. in, in this space of a week. Um, Perth and Floret, who were both bottom a couple weeks ago, are now 7th and 8th. Glory, who were top four a couple weeks ago, are now 9th. will um, have a game in hand. They're 10th or 15th. Coburn City are 11th or 15th. Hopefully those 13 players come back for, from from holiday <laughs> before their next game next weekend, where Coburn are playing Basel to City. Um a game where they won the last time around, um in, in round I'm gonna say round two. Um and yeah, and Inglewood probably yeah, they're they're last this week, but I'm gonna pencil them to beat Balcata four nil at home. Can we just
4: roll down can we just roll down to those Balcata stats? Because they are they're currently last at home, they're first away, but but it's a big outlier, right? Because they've also played the equal lease games at home. So they've got a heap of home games to come through the rest of the year. They must have played all those games against teams that have, uh, have yeah, women's World Cup venues a, later in the year.
0: Yeah, there was a point we were looking at the table, and there was a point where their uh, home record was was uh, second last, only better than um, Perth. Or which way around was it? It was the because Perth had played so many. Um, per- Perth are actually home the games.
4: Perth. Perth oh, are oh, sorry, on sorry. points the best team at home, but basically no, just because so, they played so ten she, matches there.
0: So it was it was their away records. Um Belkata had a better away record than Perth and that was the only team they had a better away record than because Perth had only played like like one or two games and Balcatta had played seven.
1: Yeah, like Bal have played again, they've played four home games, have picked up one point. They've played eight away games, picked up nineteen.
0: <laughs> it's bananas, <laughs> man. Wow. That is wild. It's such a crazy league to think that we're looking at this halfway through the season. And potentially two of these teams could go down, and you can throw a blanket over eight teams, and so that could be could well, be two of any of them.
4: Well, if you've even got Red Star. Sorry, re- sorry. Just I'm just looking at that, but if you've even got Red Star. All three of their losses are at home as
2: well. It's just
0: yeah. They're, they're,
4: yeah no there, yeah. There is
2: there is no home advantage.
0: There just isn't. Doesn't exist.
2: I just wanted to ask because I must have missed it. Um, who did you pick to uh, win the NPL? Did you have any picks? I had
4: Red Star. I think
0: I might have picked Red. Did I pick Red Star? I think most people picked Red Star.
4: Yeah, most
1: people picked Red Star except for Tommy who picked Sterling and some jackass uh, picked Floriot
2: to win. No one picked our Red Star? I'm going... No one picked who, sorry? I'll go... You know what? Come on, Kingsway. do
0: it hard. Oh, yeah. Come on, Kingsway. He's picked, picked Kingsway. Come on, Kingsway. Yeah. Make if me proud. Said Kingsway attempt. Kingsway, I'll accept. Yeah, the
2: comeback's coming. Yeah, no, Eight comeback. points off top. I'll accept. It's that. coming.
0: That's, that's a good prediction.
2: That's a good prediction. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll be laughing when Kingsway win on the final day. I'm it's a, a,
0: it's, it's a bold prediction. Will. We all
1: will. All right. <laughs> be, uh, be, before we finish off, something awesome
2: happened uh, for one of us.
1: Uh, in the perth football podcast and that was uh that was Josh Chiat his um his beloved West Ham United won a trophy the first trophy in 40 something years Josh 43 years Josh just talk us talk us through it mate because you've been supporting this club for a long time um like we were saying on the car ride not every team gets to win trophies um a lot of football kind of sort of sucks for a lot of teams for most seasons so to to see your team to see the boys um win a trophy to to have that moment you weren't necessarily with your family but you could have shared it with your pop as well so talk to us about that man
4: yeah so i became a a west ham fan when i was like six years old or five years old and it's all down to my dad who became a west ham fan after the 66 world cup uh when they won it thank you very much uh had to get that one in for Sean because 'cause he's been complaining about it so much.
0: Love it. Love it.
4: Um and yeah, there's there's been some tough times, you know, you see your club get relegated. Um, you know, pe- people who make cushy decisions to to support clubs where, you know, it's summertime and the living's easy like uh like Liverpool. Uh they they don't have to they don't have to deal with this sort of shit. But um you know we we have I've seen
0: it say hello.
4: I've seen <laughs> Are you a mid-table? Don't complain. Uh, so, so, so you know we've seen uh, you know, and, and and I was saying the best that I've really seen from West Ham. You know, we ha- we had the game where you know you're watching the game, and we felt we should have won it uh, against Liverpool in the FA Cup final in two thousand six.
0: I-, I was and... going to make the joke. I was going to. I was going to point uh, point out that you haven't had to watch rubbish like Paul Konchesky play for your time. <laughs> Um, and then you brought up the cup. So I thought it was a perfect moment with that, uh, with that wonderfully intended loss. The
4: <laughs> yeah, we actually did have Paul kancheski playing for our team. Um, <laughs> so, and, and that game, and, and it was like devastating. Not only was there the, the late Gerard goal and the fact that it went to penalties, but we also have the best chance of, um, of extra time. And it falls to and Harewood, who we have no subs left and he's done his knee or his hamstring or something. And it's like, <laughs> A simple, simple finish, and he's like keeled over as he's gone to take the shot. So it's it's heartbreaking stuff. But yeah, to, to see us finally. We've already had
0: Kalichi ranting about the 49ers. Get on to the joy.
4: <laughs> uh, to Thanks. Thanks, Sean. Uh, to, I, I don't know what you got. What, what, you were talking about the 49ers before? Just enjoy your moment, man. Just go back and talk about your moment. I don't want to <laughs> think
0: about these terrible fucking f- <laughs> Uh So
4: yeah to to see the game and um i mean i i, I think i spoke ill of the conference league even when, when we were getting in it but it and and i felt at the time when it came up i was like oh, geez we're going to have another european competition because they just want to you know generate money and um at the end of the day but but if you look at what it's meant for for clubs that haven't won stuff in so long, I mean I know Roma's done right in the Champions League in the past, but you know, it meant a lot for them and and Mourinho even spoke about how much it meant for him winning that title last year. Um and for us, you know, David Moyes has been coaching for years and years and years, got short shrift at Manchester United. He's managed to tick one off the bucket list by making and winning a European final. Um, the the way it happened at the end with Bowen scoring the late winner off Puckettar, who was um, you know, probably a heavily criticised player through the first half of the season, where he looked like he just wasn't adapting to the English game at all. But over the last few weeks, he's just looked every bit of the you know 60 million pound signing that we made at, at the start of the year. You know, some of his performances late on in the season, especially the one we spoke about with with Tommy with the Leeds game. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tommy, you're not here, so. I can get it in, uh, and uh, the, the the assist that he pulled out for the goal was just something special, and um, and and just seeing them pull up the title, and, and I was disappointed. I was sick, so I, I didn't go over to my dad's place to watch, but I told him, you know, I, I cried a little bit at the end because you know it, it it's the release of a lot of heartache and pain, um, and you go back and I, I didn't think I was going to care so much about it, but when you actually see them lift the title and you just go, geez, I've never seen this before. And for, for clubs in our level, there's a chance that you go, geez, we may never see this again unless it's when we get relegated back down to the championship or league one or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it was a very special moment. And it's something that you know, I'll always remember. And uh, I remember putting a, a post up on on Instagram with a picture of the trophy just saying mine. <laughs> Personally the yours. Personally mine, yeah. <laughs> Just like the World Cup yeah, that West Ham I, won. We 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 deserve I, I it for agree. all the pain this team's given us.
0: I agree with everything uh you said there, Josh, as well, particularly about the conference league and, and the reason that it was brought in. I would dispute like the the fact that you use Mourinho's words to back you <laughs> up because I think the uh the fact of whether he won or lost that trophy <laughs> would uh, heavily influence how important he uh, would like the world to perceive the trophy as so now that once he gets one under the belt it's uh you know it's it's a wonderful achievement but uh, in all in all sincerity I am um, you know I'm not a vindictive football fan that doesn't want his uh, friends' teams to win like some horrible people so I'm, I am glad you got that moment although I will soften it's like this would be like one of those um compliment sandwiches except with insults I will say that you're um, greatest man Monica might be challenged, given that now you've admitted to being brought to tears by the conference uh, Wow,
1: that is a dig.
2: Mm. <laughs> he's, he
1: seemed, no, This is what Sean does. He sees your joy. I'm, I'm happy. And, you know. he, and he pisses on your chips. <laughs> yeah, the ST no, sandwich. I'm genuinely, right?
0: I'm genuinely happy for them. I, I can even be happy for, for David Moy's winning the trophy, given that you know, he's when- long enough gone from Everton and didn't do it there, so I'm, I'm happy for him to bring one.
2: What that you, into your life, Josh. What are you gonna do if our Declan Rice lives? Is that gonna hinder oh, it's, you a little it's, bit? It's happening. I've, just, I've
4: made. I've made. I've you made, made peace pre- with it. I've made peace with it. You know, I'm I'm through this. I'm through all the stages of grief, my friend. I've noticed happening. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't happen before this year because uh, you know we got to enjoy this moment. And um, for him, you know, I, I'm sure it'll be the, be the start of of the journey for him winning trophies. But you know, this will mean a lot for him. Because it wasn't at the club with all, all the star-studded players around him. Enjoying moments of what it's all about. And hopefully, listeners, you've all
1: enjoyed this moment. So, the uh, well, moment's listening to this. Uh, Sean, any more for any more? Uh,
0: no, I think I'm good. Be uh, be good to your mother and, and uh, love each other.
1: To my mother or to our mothers?
0: No, <laughs> yeah. just I'm just telling people to be nice to their mother or and father and everyone.
2: All right. I do no complicate
0: this. It was supposed to be a nice message.
2: Well, I will definitely be nice to other people's mums. Um, <laughs> and if you start, um, make sure you share your formations with everyone. That's it for me. And uh, Josh?
4: Yeah, who cares if you share your formations? <laughs> like, play, <laughs> players make games. Okay,
1: Sure with immersion. Players make games. Uh, good luck to the Heat tomorrow. And please don't get me sad on the terrible 49ers. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye,
0: bye-bye. Bye. bye, 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 bye. bye.